Hello, cleaning buddies. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jinlin. I'm not sure if I'm going to have a lot of time to record this, so I'm hoping it's not all broken and fragmented, but I did want to talk about, um, when I finished recording the thing about, like, the tips for my changing routine and stuff, or working on a routine or whatever, it made me start thinking about, um, that I really felt like I needed to share more about my journey with changing my attitude. And I know I've shared a lot, but, um, just a few specific things really popped into my head that I felt really compelled to share. And I did want to just say up front that, um, this is definitely going to be, um, based, like a lot of the things I'm going to be talking about are based on belief in God and my faith and stuff like that. So, um, I just wanted to say that up front because it's going to talk a lot about it because I feel like, um, honestly feel like that's a big, um, thing that has helped me change. Um, so taking the story back just a little bit, um, and I kind of always go in this order, but I, um, decided to work on my phone addiction again. And in March I read March or April, I read the smartphone, dumb phone book again. And when I finished that time, and I think maybe even the first time that I read it, I realized that the void that it talked about, that feeling that kind of gets us addicted to things was something that I wanted to fill with something. And that's what most people try to do is fill it with stuff. And I don't think there's any thing like you can either deal with it because it's something that's there and you just have to deal with the boredom or whatever. But I think there's a one thing that you can fill it with and that is like faith in God or your spirituality or whatever your, you know, belief in a higher power that is working in your life. Um, I don't think there's anything else that can fill it that's not going to be an addiction. So, um, and that was just kind of like, it was really weird because it wasn't something that I had to do a lot of thinking about. It just kind of came to me that that was what was going to, um, work. And so the home planner that I purchased at the end of last year, and I started trying to use that, um, that had Bible verses in it. So I had bought, or you're supposed to do a daily Bible reading. So I bought a Bible, um, in order to be able to do that and really didn't do much with it. Cause like once they switched over to reading a Psalm every day, I kind of was like, this is stupid. And I just fell off with it. Um, but now, um, you know, I kind of fell off with the whole planner. Um, but I kind of picked up, um, I, I didn't really give it all up in January, but I kind of like got off track for about a month. And then February, March, I kind of started reading, the Bible more on my own and, um, you know, thinking more about things and noticing the changes that my husband had been making in his, in his life. Um, and I just started like, also, I think with the phone thing finally out of the way, um, I was replacing that with, um, learning more about God and everything like that. Um, so anyway, I started realizing from reading the, um, change your mind and your life will follow book that, well, let me back up a little bit more. So I started reading fly lady again, and she talked a lot about your attitude in that book. And I realized my attitude was definitely a stumbling block when it came to household chores, because I would just look at stuff and I would get so angry 
with whoever did it. And this is the crazy thing, which I've talked about this before, but there have been so many times that I realized later on that I was actually the person who did something that I thought was somebody else. Um, not, I wouldn't even say a majority of the time, but I did realize that I was doing stuff too. Um, and I wasn't realizing the things that I was doing. I was just always thinking of somebody else being the problem. Um, and I talked a little bit in the other podcast about how, you know, growing up and having so many more chores attributed to me, me me having to do them, um, and even having to go help with my brother's chores, which was just ridiculous to me because he had so little to do. Um, like my things were like every day and his things were like, whenever my dad was working outside, he had to go help. And my dad had a full-time job, so that wasn't that often. Um, but anyway, um, so I realized that that's not fair thing was kind of ridiculous. And, you know, if you have a partner as well, and this is probably going to make people cringe a lot, but I always say like taking out the trash, I don't totally mean this, but I always say like taking out the trash is like the man's job. Like I shouldn't have to touch gross and dirty things. I mean, I have to do enough with cleaning and washing clothes and stuff like that. Like I shouldn't have to do that. Um, and my husband is, you know, when he's here, he does the trash and takes care of that. But, you know, I never realized how much work it is for him to do things in the yard. And if he were not doing the things to take care of the yard, I would hire someone. Like that's definitely something that I would spend money to have it taken care of because I just, it's not my thing at all. Um, and I thought, you know, like if I say to him, could you please try to whatever, like whether it have to do with laundry or dishes or whatever, he does make an effort. And so do my kids at the same time, he cannot go outside to our three ginormous oak trees and say, Hey, could you please stop dropping leaves? Actually, I don't know if those are the trees that drop the most leaves, but I think they do. You know, he can't go ask the trees to please, you know, like pile the leaves up over here. He just has to deal with it. And, you know, some years it's not so bad and some years it's horrible. Um, But he just does. And I started thinking about certain things like that. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'm being a little too, you know, whatever about this. Um, So another thing that really helped me a lot with, um, and this was kind of... Um, because I think this was probably before the, I read the Karen Casey books. Um, I realized that, um, you know, there's a lot of things in the Bible that point to like serving others and doing things for others and loving others as yourself. And, um, just a lot about doing things for other people with no, um, no, expectation of anything in return. And, um, I also started thinking about this in terms of like what Jesus did for everyone. I mean, he was killed for things that people had already done, things that people would do in the future. And he died for us so that we could you know, have this relationship with God and, um, and all of that. And I mean, I don't know about you, but there's nothing in my day that comes close to being, um, whipped and then 
nailed to a cross. Not really anything. And that's something that was done, if you're a Christian, that's something that was done for you. For nothing. For free. Um, for your benefit. For, your, for you to enjoy having to do nothing but believe. Um, so I can't wash some dishes so that my family has clean plates to eat on. Um, you know, it just kind of makes you think about things a little bit differently. And then I found this really great article and I don't think I have it saved anymore. Um, but it was something about like, um, it was just this lady was sharing like how she, um, uses cleaning as a way to, um, like worship God and praise God and bless her family and pray. And like, as she's doing for, she says a prayer, like, um, please let everyone who walks across this floor be, uh, you know, feel welcome and warm in her home. And as she's washing dishes, you know, um, please allow any food that is taken from these plates to nourish the bodies of my family and, you know, like just all that kind of stuff. And it's like thinking of, and so for a while, that is what I did. I was thinking of household cleaning and chores and stuff like that as a way to, um, like for a long time, well, I mean, I wouldn't say a long time cause it's all this has happened pretty recently, but as I was washing clothes and folding clothes and things like that, I was thinking about doing it for God because God, this is something that God wants me to do for my family. So I'm doing it for him because he wants me to. And then it slowly became, you know, like for my family more and more, like as my attitude changed, because at first it was really hard for me to have those feelings of like, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but like when you feel like you're the only one that even bothers to do a certain thing, you know, and so I just started seeing it as a way to do it for God. And then slowly it became like, you know, when you're doing good things for your family, that is pleasing God. And it's not really too, it's like, so it's not in order to do good things. So God will be happy with me. It's for me, it was like, God has done so much for me. So this is what I can do for God. Um, it's like a gift back to God, even though he doesn't need it or want it, or I mean, well, maybe he wants it, but, um, it's not like I get extra points or, you know, like fast pass to the pearly gates or anything like that. But it's like, um, it's just a way I can show appreciation for what he's done for me. Um, and so that was a really good, and I would suggest looking up, I think I Googled something like, um, and I think it's called like finding joy in housework or something like that. Um, but it's very real as well. Like she says, you know, like scrubbing a toilet, it's hard to, um, it's hard to see how that's something that God is, you know, happy about, but like, it's just, yeah, it made a lot of sense to me. And I really, it helped me for quite a while when I was first starting to like change and adjust my attitude. 
Um, and then, like I said, The Change Your Mind and Your Life Will Follow by Karen Casey. That book, that was not so much about changing my attitude about housework, but it changed my attitude about um, like having expectations on other people. Um, and it's like, this is my journey and that's their journey. And it's like, um, just as an idea for the, oh, I did want to read this quote from the book, um, Attitude and Eyes. Um, this is from chapter eight. I just, chapter eight's actually where I left off and I realized that I didn't finish the book. And so I have like two chapters left now, but this is from chapter eight. It says, um, while placing your faith and trust in God, envision a new you. Believe in it. Pray about it. Work at it. A solid foundation will keep you from caving in when storms hit. It will get you through the ups and downs of life while maintaining a wholesome thought life. So this is about, this chapter is about your thoughts. Um, and, um, well, I thought it was, okay, it's based, it's kind of based off of um, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Um but yeah, like I really liked when I saw it, like, um, while placing your faith and trust in God, envision a new you. So like, that is the thing as well. I mean, you know, if you're not, um, if you don't believe, um, or you have just haven't been exposed to, cause like, so many things. When I first started reading the Bible and read about the Holy Spirit, and I was like, wait, what? Like, how do, did I never hear about this the whole time I was growing up? And that kind of is the part where, like, God, um, you know, it's like the indwelling God um, is the Holy Spirit, and that's the part that changes you and helps you become, you know, who you can be through Christ, through God. And, um, like when I first, I never thought about like envisioning it that way, but, um, it makes sense. Like it was, what it was saying was this woman was working on, um, she was doing this program where she was building a house based on sweat equity. So she had to work on so many other people's houses and then everyone would help build her house, um, and nobody got to move in until all the houses were built. So, um, that was, um, the, like, kind of the basis for the story and what they were talking about. And they're talking about how, like, she was working on her house. She couldn't see it yet, but she knew that every day when she was putting in this work, it was, you know, building that. And that's, like, another thing about when I started working on, doing this plan, like, honestly, wasn't really thinking about it being any different than anything else I tried before. Um, but I just kept working at it every day. And I think the other thing was I wasn't so focused on the plan. So like, it's not that you focus on who you want to become. It's that you focus on like for me with getting to work on it every day, I was focused on the instigation habit, which was just looking at it. Um, so with, you know, with changing yourself, it may be as simple as just listening to the thoughts you're having and, you know, considering them like this is this chapter talked about having a thought log where you can go back and, you know, look at what you were thinking about certain things and looking at your thoughts gives you a chance to, first of all, see, 
you know, maybe this is not even true, whatever I'm thinking, but also like, maybe that's what you should pray about. And how can you turn this around to see the positive side of it? Um, which all that goes back to like having the troubleshooting attitude and finding a way to make it work, you know, um, so it definitely doesn't mean as far as like with taking care of my house and stuff like that, like that doesn't mean I don't say something like, Hey, stop, you know, leaving your dirty underwear in the middle of the floor, whatever. Like, it doesn't mean you don't say anything to anybody and try to say, try to get them to help as well. But like one thing I started doing was when I would go to the kitchen if my daughter had some stuff out that she had been eating or whatever and she was finished with it, I would just pick her stuff up and take it too instead of like making it a big deal to yell at her about it. And then I started noticing her doing things for me as well, like things I didn't even ask, like bringing me something to drink. Um, And it was like, hey, this is kind of cool, you know. Um, But it doesn't, I mean, and that's the thing, it's like you're not promised that anything's going to be like wonderful or better. Um, and I have to say too, like part of it was, you know, get selfish about it as well. Like make it, you know, do it so that you have the kind of home that you want. Um, and as far as the attitude goes, that was one thing I was thinking of before I read the quote was like, um, and I guess this kind of a thought that I had was like, what kind of life do I want to have? Do I want to have this life where I'm constantly like feel at odds with everybody? Or do I want to have, um, you know, like, um, just peaceful. And that's really where the change your mind in your life will follow book that came in more into play with like, how do I want to show up, um, to other people and the constantly complaining, mad at everybody, mad at the dishes, just always frustrated person was not who I wanted to be. Um, so that's definitely, um, you know, part of the whole deal. So, um, but I remember at first, like, um, and it was something else that I wanted to talk about was just tell you guys like how it felt at first because um that was kind of something in that chapter it was talking about like um oh I don't I can't remember what it was exactly now but anyway um I remember walking in the kitchen one day and like thinking something like really really horrible like I don't even remember what it was I just remember it was like when I realized the thoughts coming out of my head I was like what on earth am I doing? Like, I can't believe I'm running all this through my head because like whatever you're focusing on, that's what you're going to get more of. Um, so it's kind of like, I don't know what's gotten posted, what hasn't. Cause I'm kind of, I keep trying to edit myself and make sure that I'm only posting like really important, good stuff. But, um, I was talking about, um, Man, I just made myself lose my train of thought. It's like totally gone. Everything I was just thinking or talking about. Okay, so I was thinking about having a really bad thought. And 
Oh, I was talking about what you focus on. And I was thinking about turning it. Oh, okay. So when I was talking the other day about like, I was sad because I had so few dishes to put in the dishwasher. And so go back to a few months before when I was angry to even have to do the dishes. And it's like, wait a minute, which one is it? Am I mad about having to do this or am I, you know, like, and it's, the answer is that probably when I was really mad, it could be anything. It might not have been the dishes. It might've been something else, a comment or something that happened at another point in the day. I'm going to get the baby because she just woke up. She's probably going to be a little fussy, but just so I could finish this. I mean, there's times when I get frustrated with her because I really want to do something and she's fussing or crying. Hey, pretty girl. Oh goodness. You just woke up. It's going to be a late night tonight. Come here. Come here, you pretty little thing. You're so pretty. Did you have a good sleepy time? Huh? Um, she's like, eyes barely open. She hadn't pulled a thing off of her bed, so she was really sleeping. Like, she just woke up. That was a very long nap she had. Um, but basically what I was thinking about was, um, and this is kind of, it's not necessarily a good thing either. Um, because at first I was like really cognizant of what I was thinking about and, um, what kind of thoughts I was having. And I kind of would slowly change them. Like when I would think something like, you know, how stupid do you have to be to stick this in this sink or whatever? You know, I change it to like, even just like, okay, maybe they were in a hurry or not even changing it, but just saying, stop not going to be thinking like that. Stop thinking like that. Um, do you want to have some of this since you just woke up? You don't have to, but you can. Here, just sit on my lap right here. Um, so it started out like that and then slowly it just became like, it doesn't matter what I'm thinking about it. It needs to get done. Like I want to mark that thing off my list or whatever. You know, and um, and I like my house when it's clean. I like the way it looks to have everything cleared off. Um, so those were kind of the thoughts. And then, like, the thing, I, I don't do the praying stuff when I, like, mop the floors and things very often. Um, but I did do it for a while to help me out with that. Um, and I just kept praying and asking God to help me change, you know, my thoughts and my attitudes about all that different stuff. And I think, you know, I think probably more than anything that helped um, the most, but the fact that I was, I think even the fact that you asked for the help to do it really shows how important it is to you. And I think that even signals in your brain, you know, like, okay, let's fix this. Um, but what I was saying was kind of like a downside of it is that I don't really think about it as much anymore. So like when those thoughts do start to creep in, they kind of can be, you know, they can either be really convincing that it's true or you just don't even think to question them anymore um so that's definitely I'm kind of glad that all this is coming back to me right now because I feel like it's you know that God is kind of like putting this in front of me like hey don't forget about your attitude um because I have had some little things here and there and uh it's kind of funny because I one of the things I talked with the counselor about the other day was, um, 
we were talking about this, you know, a lot of people can have these like codependency things where you try to fix everything for everybody. And that's kind of, I think I kind of got that from my mom. You know, it was like, if something wasn't turned in on time, you know, it's like, okay, well you can stay home from school today, work on it so you can turn it in tomorrow and it'll just be like you were out sick and you already had it done. You know, like little things like that. Um, But it can be like, I've always, you know, in other relationships, I've always been like that kind of person to try to fix everything and fix it. And the problem with my husband now is that that comes off to him as like trying to tell him what to do and thinking that he cannot do it himself and all that, which is how the, you know, that other book really helped me the change your mind and your life will follow book. Um, because you know, when I think back about it, I was like, wow, yeah, that really does make a lot of sense that it would make somebody feel that way. Cause it made me feel that way, you know, thinking back to as a kid. Um, but there was a reason I was bringing that up and now it's kind of leaving me behind. Um, Oh, I know what I was, where I was going with it. Um, so I really have worked on that and I was kind of talking to her about that. And then it's funny because it, well, the other day I kind of, um, I was trying to help somebody else out and spent way more of my day dealing with their problem than I wanted to. Um, but it was those little codependent things coming out again. And because I haven't really been focused on, you know, minding my own business and staying in my lane and that kind of stuff. Um, it's like, I'm out of practice with it. Um, but today, um, I got asked to like, look something up that this is so crazy. Like if my friend had called me and said, well, Hey, can you find out like, what is the, you know, what goes along with this? And I was like, but it wasn't for the friend. It was for somebody else and not even a friend of the friend, just like an acquaintance of the friend. And I was like, I'm sorry, the baby is passing gas. That is, if you hear that, that's what it is. That's kind of rude, boo-boo. Anyway, like they were asking me to figure something out for an acquaintance. Like if it had been for them, I probably would have done it. But to do it for an acquaintance of theirs, to try to help them out with something that I was not, like I didn't feel they should help with, like if you would go and do that, that's a very codependent move to be like taking your time to figure out somebody else's problem. I was like, Nope, no, I can't do that. Cause I, I don't think that you should do that. And me finding that information for you is going to help you do that. And I don't like, to me, that's not something I think you should do. But I also was like, you know, it's totally up to you if that's what you want to do. If it makes you feel better to help that person out, I think you should do it because that's your choice, but I don't think it's going to turn out well, and I'm not going to help you <laughs> to be part of that, so, um, but anyway, it's just, like, there's little things that can creep in if you're not watching out for it, and, like, probably a long time ago, um, if somebody else, if anybody else had asked me to do that, because it's kind of something I'm good at, like, researching things, um, but if anybody else had asked me to do that, anybody, like even in the same exact situation, I would have done it because 
and I think that also goes back to priorities, which, um, you know, if you don't have those lined up, then you don't realize what, you know, it helps you guide your choices and decisions and things like that. So, um, anyway, but I did want to talk about that a little bit because I felt like, um, you know, to say that you've worked on changing your attitude is kind of a big deal. That's not really something most people would accomplish in a span of, uh, four months, which is about how long it's been since I started reading those books. And I will say this as well, which to kind of close this out, um, because this is actually the thought that made me want to start recording this. Um, a long, long time ago, like 20 years ago, um, when I first, you know, my first real relationship ended and I was like, I've got to figure out what's going on with me because if I don't, I'm just going to keep making the same mistake over and over again. And I came across this program. It was a Dr. Phil thing. And he talked about negative tapes, which I'd never heard before. And that's like where you say negative things about yourself in your head all the time. And it's just catching them and stopping them and realizing that it's not true. But that, I mean, you can imagine like if you grew up with somebody saying you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid all the time, you're going to have that same track playing in your head and you're probably going to believe it um, in some way, shape or form. So by recognizing some of this, like, cause you don't, usually when you first hear about that, you don't even realize, I'm going to get you. You don't even realize you do it. You got down, you flipped over and you scooted your butt all the way down to the floor. Um, but a lot of times you don't even realize that you do it. You can't stay asleep, boo-boo. You gotta wake up. You gonna play some fun stuff. We are. We are gonna do fun stuff. Um, but anyway, so it's not like that was the first, um, experience I had with trying to change my attitude and things because changing the negative tapes is a big one. Um, and then the other part was just, I think I still had a lot of those like codependent, um, um, behaviors from growing up with somebody who was codependent. And, um, and it doesn't like, that doesn't have to mean drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. It can just be, look at these, look at these shapes. It can just be, you know, like a person who tries to fix everything for you and never allows you to be responsible for your own problems and mistakes and stuff like that. Um, but I never really worked on those, um, you know, like the thoughts that you have in your head, like this is so stupid. And like when you grow up in a thing where you have... Like I said, I had more chores and um, it was never really like a fair balance of things. And you can see where you probably spent a lot of time thinking negative things about one or more people in that kind of situation, which was the case for me. So um, anyway, that's um, so like the idea of like thinking about my thoughts and like um, monitoring them, it's something that I had. I had done before, but previously I had done it about myself. I never thought about doing it for how I think about other things and other people. Um, but it definitely, um, helped a lot. And as far as the, like, that's not fair thing. I mean, again, the example with my husband working with the leaves outside and also just the whole thing about Jesus. Like, I mean, what if Jesus had said, that's not fair for me to die for all of you people when I haven't done anything wrong, you know, like, 
that's that I kind and I know like for a very long time I used to what happened it got stuck for like a really long time when something would kind of bother me or like I didn't want to do it one of the things I would think was um you know I'm not being asked to die on a cross here like it's not that kind of um sacrifice that I'm being asked to make here and so that helped me kind of get some perspective on different things and I know some people will listen to that and think that that's really stupid way of thinking about it but it helps me a lot um so anyway that is pretty much everything I have to say on that topic so wow 30 minutes I had no idea I've been talking that long um but anyway, hopefully you find this helpful. Um, but that's my story of um, changing my attitude. And remember, you're only responsible for making the effort. So you just have to make an effort to try to change. And as long as you're making the effort, I think it will signal your brain that you're doing what you, what you are capable of doing. And I think it will start to change for you.